What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three of Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. For all your Raptors content, podcast related news, or if you just want to talk hoops, please feel free to hit me up on the Instagram page at Live by the Period Number Three or on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three. So on November 16th, the Raptors hosted the Miami Heat, the return of Kyle Lowry, and we also saw the return of Steady Freddy, Fred Van Vliet, at a time where the Raptors needed a little bit of reassurance, especially. Some players like Scotty Barnes, who could definitely benefit from having a little less responsibility. This game also was without Pascal Siakam, obviously, Precious Achua, and Gary Trent Jr. And the Miami Heat were without Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, and Udonis Haslam, but Haslam doesn't play, so I don't know if that accounts for anything other than being a veteran leader off the bench. But with the Heat having some major injuries... And the Raptors obviously dealing with major injuries to key guys in the lineup. This kind of leveled the playing field, so to speak. Not to say that the Raptors could not handle the heat without Freddie. I I truly believe that they are able to do so. But it definitely would have been a lot more challenging without Steady Freddie. And his presence was definitely felt tonight. And... You saw that the Raptors were a little bit more comfortable. And with a team like the Heat, with Eric Spolstra leading them, you always know that this was always going to be a competitive game. I think OG said it best. It's always a playoff type of feel when the Heat and Raptors get together. Come playoff time, you definitely want to have at least most of your players when you're in the postseason But this game was no different. The Heat play a physical type of basketball. They have versatile players similar to the Raptors. They like to get out and transition. They're perimeter oriented. And they grind out wins. However, this was a game of two halves. And I know I've been saying that a lot lately. But it definitely was the case tonight. And the Heat and the Raptors hung around for the first half. But it definitely felt that the defensive rotations were a step slow tonight. And more times than not, there was always one Miami Heat player left open on the perimeter. And it left the Raptors scrambling for most of the first half. While they were only down six, it definitely felt that the Raptors should have been down more. But it wasn't until the third quarter where the Raptors put on the defensive clinic and led by none other than OG Ananobi, whose fingerprints were all over tonight's game. He's slowly becoming a very reliable source when the Raptors need a bucket. And I sent out a tweet saying that OG Ananobi is one of the few players that can be quiet for a good portion of the night and you blink and he's scoring 10 straight points by himself. And a lot of that has to do with his confidence, as well as keeping the game as simple as possible. I know I've been on record for saying that as a 3 and D and really buying into this defense is what's going to make OG's game a lot better. While he has done that, not to say that he hasn't done that in the past, he's always been a great defender, but a little bit more effort has made all the difference. End to end, he is all over the place. 
but it's keeping the move simple off the dribble handoffs off the pin down when he's curling off the screen being assertive being aggressive getting to the basket almost at will at times bullying from jimmy butler to kyle lowry to caleb martin it did not matter the heat clearly had no answer for him and with the combination of fred van vliet and thaddeus young who got another start tonight a lot of raptor players were able to move off ball a lot more and a lot more frequently with that dropping dimes even though he only finished the night with two it definitely felt like he had a lot of hockey assists where he would make the right decision and hit the guy with the pass and then they would make the additional pass that would lead to more times and not open shots and steady freddy being a threat from the perimeter taking people off the dribble and finding people in the paint while going off the dribble scotty barnes benefited from both of them tonight and he seemed a lot more control not to mention the energy from chris boucher who continues to be that spark plug he's put together a string of steady games all those things combined led to a 21 to 0 run where the raptors outscored the heat 30 to 19 in the third quarter and then in the fourth quarter we knew that the heat were not going to go down silently cutting the deficit down bringing the game within two i believe possibly between two and four if i'm not mistaken but the raptors defense from the third quarter on made all the difference they were making the right reads the open shots were little to non-existent and while they did miss free throws down the stretch og had a big bucket scotty barnes got a big bucket fred van vliet got a big bucket chris boucher got a big three towards the end of the game and that's how this game went on it took all hands on deck to pull out this victory 112 to 104 in favor of the raptors the miami heat shot 36 for 66 from the field at 55 percent 13 for 35 from three at 37 percent 19 for 22 at 86 percent from the free throw line the raptors shot 44 for 86 at 51 percent from the field 7 for 26 from three at under 27 percent and 17 for 22 from the free throw line at 77 percent i know i've complained about defensive rebounding but rebounding in general the Raptors out-rebounded the Heat tonight, 42-23, to 26 defensive rebounds for the Raptors tonight to the Heat, 19, which is a huge improvement and it made all the difference, especially in the second chance opportunities department where the Raptors had 26 second chance points to the Heat, 5. And more times than not, that will lead you to victory. The Heat had 23 turnovers, and that, that was that defense. It definitely felt that every possession, especially in the third quarter, led to a, tur a turnover for the Raptors, and they were able to capitalize on most of those opportunities. 29 points off of turnovers. The fast break favored the Heat 12-9. to But I think what was really impressive tonight, and I know... I mentioned the second chance points and a lot of it came into the paint, which is no surprise for the Raptors. But the Heat shot 13 for 35. They hit seven more threes than the Raptors. And when that happens, normally the team with the most threes wins. But the Raptors played with a fearlessness that obviously created a lot of points in the paint. 
58 to 42 in favor of the Raptors despite the efforts of the Miami Heat having six players in double figures Kyle Lowry with a very efficient game Jimmy Butler struggled tonight as he had to deal with OG and it was a tall task for him which is not something you can normally say about Jimmy Butler and the Raptors only had five players in double figures it's an interesting stat line. I mean, having six players in double figures normally would get you wins, especially with leading a team in three-point percentage. But clearly the Raptors had their way tonight, especially in the paint. One can only imagine that the Heat really missed the presence of Bam Adebayo. Either way, it's a win for the Raptors, a very impressive win. Even though the Heat went on a run as expected towards the end of the game, it never really felt like the Raptors were losing control of the game and the Heat were going to come back and win, though I was a little nervous. But the Raptors continued to do the right things. They, they allowed their defense to generate opportunities, causing turnovers, and turning it into points in the opposite direction made all the difference tonight. But let's focus on the starters. Thaddeus Young, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Delano Banton, and Fred Van Vliet. Thaddeus Young, who continues... To play great as a starter. 12 points tonight, 8 rebounds, 2 assists. He had some clutch buckets towards the end of the game. Again, playing that high post, Mark Gasol, find the cutter off ball basketball. And it's given our half court offense such a boost. I don't think it could be mentioned enough. He's been a calming presence, a necessary presence. Just another great game from Thaddeus Young. OG Ananobi. Logged in heavy minutes tonight, 43 minutes, 32 points, 10 rebounds, giving him a double-double. Three assists, one block, no steals, surprisingly, but though he disrupted a lot of plays that, if he got his hand on it, would probably give him a couple more steals to keep that streak alive. One for three from three, five for six from the free throw line. His fingerprints was all over the game, as I previously mentioned, whether it was on offense, on defense. He kind of became a go-to option down the stretch, and when we needed a bucket, getting into the mid-range, getting to the basket, creating driving kick opportunities. He is improving as the games go by, and, and he's doing it not just on the defensive end, which is impressive to see. He's been great in this stretch. Not much more I can say about that. Scotty Barnes. He logged in heavy minutes as well, 42 minutes, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 9 for 14 from the field, 1 for 2 from 3, no free throws attempts. He was himself, he looked like himself, didn't have a lot of ball handling responsibility, though he did create some great plays, obviously getting 6 assists, but he was more at ease. And it definitely seems like the ankle is bothering him, but he's playing through it. Even Fred Van Vliet post-game came to his defense that he, he said he would not trade Scotty Barnes for another young player and that they're not worried about him. So if Freddie's not worried about him, I'm not worried about him. I haven't been worried about him. The only concern was his passiveness and the possibility of an injury. Needless to say, he was on the floor tonight. He produced, wasn't quite locked in defensively. But this was a huge step in the right direction in terms of Scotty development and in terms of getting back to what we have grown accustomed to, hence the pressure going into this second year. 
I'm just happy that he had a great game. And as many people have mentioned, he's definitely not lacking confidence and it definitely showed tonight. Delano Banton got another start tonight. Didn't have a great game in comparison to the career night that he had. 21 minutes, two for 10 from the field, one for six from three, giving him five points, one rebound, one assist. He missed a lot of open shots, shots that he was hitting last game, but that comes with the growing pains of a young player. And speaking of pain, he exited the game. It looked like it was a high ankle sprain. And according to some reports that came out after, it is a high ankle sprain and it doesn't look good. So he's going in for testing. Not what the Raptors needed, especially Delano Banton as he's slowly coming into his own. You definitely don't want to have an injury at this point, but that's part of the game. Hopefully he's not going to miss a lot of time. Fred Van Vliet didn't have an efficient game offensively. 7 for 21 from the field, 3 for 10 from 3, but he was 6 for 7 from the free throw line. 8 assists, 1 rebound. Again, no steals, but it definitely felt that he should have gotten a lot more as he disrupted a lot of plays. 23 points tonight. Efficient or not, he brought a calmness to our offense, brought a calmness to our team, and he was just an impactful player. Hence the moniker, Steady Freddy, and he was exactly that tonight. For our role players, Chris Boucher, as I previously mentioned, a double-double, 15 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, one steal. Another great game from him, hit a clutch three to send the Raptors over the top. Just a great game from him. Juancho Hernan Gomez didn't score but he had the highest plus minus tonight and plus 17 for the Raptors. Four rebounds, one assist, one steal. He competed. He was disruptive. Again, giving me that energy guy vibes coming off the bench. If he can knock down those threes when those opportunities are present, it will give our bench a much needed boost. Christian Coloco, only 13 minutes tonight, but efficient in those 13 minutes. Four points, one rebound, one block from his mini injury he's slowly getting back into the swing of things but he definitely looks a little bit more controlled still struggling with the foul troubles but it will only get better over time ken birch tonight only seven minutes two points one rebound one assist one steal again like wancho hernan gomez impactful in just the short time the offense will definitely come but at the end of the day, it was a great team win despite a great individual performance from OG Ananobi. It was all hands on deck from the starters to the role players to pull out a victory against a very tough Miami Heat team. The Raptors are going in with a little bit of momentum and they're going to need it playing against the Atlanta Hawks who've put together some good wins as of late. This game is going to look very different without Pascal. I know we blew them out 139 to 109, but without Pascal in the lineup, I imagine the game is going to go a little bit differently, but with OG playing the way that he is, Freddie slowly coming back, and Scotty Barnes recapturing the confidence that definitely looked like it was slipping away at one point, got his swagger back. I have no doubt that this is going to be a competitive game, but when we're looking at some keys to victory, contain the guards, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray. The Raptors had great success last game. It's definitely a recipe for success when slowing down the Atlanta Hawks. The second key, stay patient. They have an inside presence in Clint Capella. I imagine that they're gonna clog the paint, forcing the Raptors on the perimeter. So stay patient, move the ball around like they did against Miami, even though they didn't have the inside presence. They had 
Dwayne Dedman there instead of Bam Adebayo, but they took high percentage shots and that's what you need to do when playing a team like the Atlanta Hawks because they like to get out in transition. And speaking of transition, the last key, get back on defense. It's going to be a track meet. I have no doubt that the Raptors will be able to hold their own, but they have to get back on defense and slow down the transition opportunities for the Atlanta Hawks. If they do that, I definitely like the Raptors' chances of pulling out a victory once again against the Atlanta Hawks. And that's it for this episode. Thank you to listeners new and old for tuning in. As usual, if you haven't done so already, please follow, rate, and like the podcast. I appreciate every single one of you for taking the time to do so. And until the next episode, everyone, please stay safe, good people. Peace.